Hey guys, Luis Desoro of the West Coast Ballers coming at you another episode today. And on today's episode, I brought on a very special guest. His name is Coach Pat Damiano. He is a personal trainer from the New York area. He is someone who has a background in baseball. He played baseball pretty much from a young age all the way up through high school. And then from there, he went on to uh, college um, and ended up, you know, not playing baseball anymore. But he ended up getting really into fitness and, you know, becoming a personal trainer and stuff like that and you know he he also you know did some olympic lifting and stuff like that and pretty much in this interview what we talk about is pretty much his whole upbringing pretty much up to the point where he's at right now you know training a variety of different groups of people you know he trains uh, teenagers he trains you know older people stuff like that so he trains a variety of different people you know people who play different sports you know hockey i've seen baseball soccer basketball stuff like that softball i've seen him train a variety of different athletes and it's amazing you know what he does and i really like his content because he really preaches simplicity he preaches form you know he preaches a lot of great things that i think are really beneficial for anyone that's looking to start fit start looking into you know uh, getting into fitness or starting to work out or anyone that's been working out for a while and you know you know just wants to simplify things a little bit because you know as we get as we go through our experiences of working out and stuff like that you know we tend to think that we need to make things a little bit more overcomplicated and stuff like that but that's not always the case and that's one of the things that i like the most about his content and on top of that like i said he preaches form you know form is important because if you don't have good form you're gonna end up hurting yourself and then on top of that, another reason I like his content because he puts out a lot of stuff not only about working out, but he also puts stuff, you know, about nutrition, recovery, sleep, and he just puts out a lot of great content, man. So if you guys haven't checked out his stuff, his stuff is all over YouTube, Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, TikTok, stuff like that. So I'll be sure to share those links for you guys so you guys can check his stuff out. But in this interview, what we pretty much talked about, like I said, his upbringing, how he, why he ended up becoming a personal trainer, also... Uh, pretty much uh, what he enjoys the most about being a personal trainer, uh, you know, why he thinks, you know, making things simple is important and also why form is important and pretty much what are some of the problems that he sees now in the fitness industry with the abundance of information that there is right now. But anyways, in this interview, we talk a about a lot of great things. I don't want to get too much into it, but with that being said, let's just get right into the interview. Hey guys, Luis Osorio of the West Coast Ballers coming at you another episode today. And on today's episode, I brought on a very special guest. His name is Pat Damiano. He is a sports, uh, I would say a strength conditioning coach or uh, you know, a really big person in the fitness industry. I guess that's the best way I could describe it because he works with a lot of different athletes and stuff like that. So I'm right over the phone. Uh, how are you doing today, coach? I'm doing pretty good, man. How are you doing yourself? I'm pretty good as well, man. So I'm um, very happy to have you on today. Like I told you earlier, been following your stuff for some time. So uh, I'm excited to get into this conversation. That's fine, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. So uh, first question I've set up for you, man, is uh, where and when did your passion for sports and fitness begin? So sports is always, I've always kind of been fairly athletic. So I started playing baseball. That was like the real first real organized sport I played. I probably started playing baseball when I was like 9 or 10, um, maybe a little bit before that. The fitness side of things came into play my freshman year of high school, so 14, 13 or 14. Um, I had an upperclassman bring me to the gym just to kind of, you know, get a little bit better at baseball. <clears throat> and that was initially my main goal. And it just, as I started to work out more and more, I just started to realize that I really did enjoy the gym itself and just the fitness 
I didn't decide anything aside from baseball, and I realized that if I were to stop playing baseball, I would still be going to the gym and doing the things that I was doing. So it just slowly turned into a passion there. And then I think around maybe my junior senior of high school is when I kind of started to toy with the idea of making this my career. And then it just kind of went from there. So 14 is when things really started to get serious for me working out-wise. My first, just for myself, and then I think 16 or 17 is when I started to kind of toy with the idea of making this my career. Here I am now. That's awesome. So, like, you just kind of fell in love with it, you know, through the years of you just lifting and stuff like that and learning about it. Pretty much that's just how it worked out? Yeah, you know, back when I started, there wasn't really much social media. YouTube was, like, kind of a thing, but not really. So there was a lot of just, like, you know, toying around and playing around with different ideas, which I think is, is what kept me, like, intrigued in there. Um, you know, there were no programs to go by online. There were no people to follow on Instagram. So, like, realistically, I didn't know what I was doing, and I think that's what made me start to enjoy it a lot. So instead of just, you know, spend all, so much time in the gym, just kind of toying around with different ideas. There was a guy in the high school gym that would kind of, like, supervise and had an idea of, like, helping people out. But for the most part, it's just, you know, you toy around with it. You don't have outside forces kind of telling you what to do or how to do things. So you just figure things out on your own, which I think is a really good way in anything to just kind of really build a passion for it is as you figure things out on your own, Mm -hmm. you just build a better appreciation for it. Definitely. And I mean, nowadays, like you said, it's a lot different than it was, you know, when you were a little bit younger, because now we have like an abundance of information. It seems like we have too much information now because you don't know where to begin, you know. It's kind of overwhelming, I guess you could say, for like a lot of the younger kids and stuff like that as far as like what to do, where to get started and stuff like that, if that makes any sense. I, I could not agree anymore. I think there is a ton of what's called paralysis by analysis nowadays where you just, you know, you follow 50 people on social media that are all saying like kind of different things so you don't know who's right or you try one thing for one week and then one thing one thing for the next and then truly stick with anything because everything sounds like the new uh one of my clients called the shiny object syndrome just something new every week mm-hmm. that you can come up with to try out and i i really do think that is a huge problem because there's there's just too again there's just too much information out there and again a lot of it does work you just have to stick with it but when you bounce back and forth is when you know you never really give anything enough time to to do what it's supposed to do and i, I do think it's a big issue it's just there's too much and either people, like you said, don't start or they're just bouncing all over the place. I think that, that a lot of that has to do with, like, people wanting, like, really quick results, you know, because they they want a quick fix. They don't want to be, like, consistently doing something, I guess. You know, they just want something quick fix, you know, something that, you know, will guarantee them that they'll, you know, add on this X amount of, you know, weight or lose X amount of weight. So I think that has to do a little bit with that. Like everybody wants a quick and easy fix. Nobody wants to, not everyone wants to put in the work that's that we all know is required to make real changes, I guess. Uh, absolutely, and that's, that's really the, the root of everything is because, you know, you have, like I said, you're following these 50 people that say they're all preaching, for the most part, the, the, the fastest way, this is the best way because it's a marketing strategy at that point. They have to get you in somehow. So, you know, if, if somebody's like, hey, follow this program, it's going to take you a year and a half to see the results. Nobody's going to sign up for that. <laughs> like, oh, lose 10 pounds in 30 days. Like, that sounds great. So people are going to try that out, unfortunately. And, you know, it's 
it, again, unfortunately, it is part of the game. It's just part of a marketing strategy, which I do understand to a degree. But at the end of the day, you can't you can't cheat this game. It's just stuff takes a while, and unfortunately, people aren't necessarily willing to accept that. Um, especially with you see all these influencers um, just across different social media channels, and they all look great, and everybody just wants to look like that tomorrow. And a lot of the influencers aren't doing a good enough job, at least in my opinion, of saying like, "Hey, this took." Two, three, five, ten years, things along those lines, and it's, it's setting up, setting a bad example. I think for a lot of the younger generation, because you know they just immediately grew up with all of that social media, just consistently seeing it and seeing the quote-unquote quick fixes and hacks, things like that, instead of the like I said before, hey, do this program for eighteen months, and then let's talk. I bet you it works pretty well. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I I couldn't agree with you anymore with that. So kind of backtracking a little bit to, you know, your, I guess, your experience in, like, sports and stuff like that. I know you played baseball, but you mentioned that. So did you play any other sports besides baseball growing up, or was baseball just your only thing that you did? I, I like, dabbled in other sports. Um, I'm 5'8", basketball didn't work out well. Soccer, I have no idea how to use my feet. So, like, I dabbled in stuff when I was younger, but for the most part, I pretty much stuck with baseball right around 12 or 13 when I stuck with baseball so um, I didn't necessarily play all year round like people are now I kind of just like had time off from baseball and didn't play other sports but for the most part once I hit 13 or 14 baseball is the only sport that I really played okay. I wasn't really uh, good at anything else and I just like baseball the best so I enjoyed playing it what position did you play growing up growing up I was a middle infielder shortstop in second base and then one summer in eighth grade, eighth, maybe eighth grade going into ninth grade, um, I got put in left field and then never left the outfield after that. I liked the outfield better. It was, to me, it was a lot easier. Mm-hmm. I still think it's a lot easier. And just playing one season in the outfield, as soon as I went back to field the ground balls, I was like, I don't like these things. Get me back <laughs> in the outfield. So a lot of, uh, once I moved out of the infield, a lot of left field and center field. Awesome, awesome. So ultimately, why did you, I know you ultimately stopped playing after high school. Why did you ultimately make that decision? So I can confidently say I was a very, very good outfielder. I was very fast. I did arm to track most things, but hitting was not my forte. If I could get to first, I could do some damage. I was fast. My problem was getting to first. And as you know, with baseball, it's not really that easy to get to first. And mm-hmm. hitting, was not my, hitting was not my strong suit. And, you know, my coach always used to say, if you can hit, they'll find a place for you. I was the opposite of that. So I didn't want college, or sorry, I didn't want baseball to dictate where I went to college. So I kind of wanted to pick where I went to college and then see from there. And they ended up going to University of Tampa, which had a very good baseball team. They actually won the D2 National Championship twice in the four years I was there. And I knew I wouldn't have really played on that team. I kind of would have, like, if I made it, I would have, you know, been like a defensive replacement pinch runner for a little bit, and I just didn't want that. I kind of wanted to enjoy my college career. So that was probably the primary reason was I just, I wanted to enjoy college and didn't want baseball dictating where I went. So that's kind of what was the ultimate thing that kept me out of continuing to play. Okay, I definitely get you on that as far as like, you know, why you decided to stop playing. So ultimately, you know, your passion and fitness that kind of grew in like high school is what, you know, kind of, uh, I guess, drove you to pursue that as a career after high school. Would you say that? If that makes any sense? Yeah, so that, yeah, 
you know, once I found out, like, being a personal trainer was a legitimate career option or working, you know, in the sports performance field, I, I kind of, like, shifted my attention towards pursuing that as opposed to only baseball. So that's what, and, you know, and I discovered that, like, probably, again, yeah, like I said, maybe my senior year of high school or a little bit before that. So that's what started to kind of, like, be the driving force of moving on with the next part of my life. Okay, I definitely get you. So when exactly did your career as a personal trainer begin? As soon as I could legally put my name on something, I actually got a funny story is I was training some friends. So if you don't know, you have to be 18 years old to legally uh, become a personal trainer. Mm. So I was training some friends in the college gym, and I got in trouble because they thought I was like doing that, and they were paying me. It wasn't through the actual college gym, so I, I was, they thought I was kind of like stealing the college gym space in a sense. So oh, wow. I, I got in trouble for that. I told the person who was like running the gym what was going on. She's like, all right, well, why don't we try and set up a certification for you? You can do this. And then when you get all of that, you can, um, you can work at the school gym. So that winter... I ended up getting it, so I was 18 years old in that December. So my, uh, after my first semester of college, I got my personal training certification then, and I started training clients at the school gym that following semester, my freshman year of college. Oh wow, that's crazy how that kind of worked out. Then you said you were so you were practically training some of your buddies, and then you kind of got in trouble for training them, I guess, because they thought you were making money off of them, and then pretty much you ended yeah, up just getting a certificate for it afterwards exactly it actually you know it's like it was almost meant to be i actually forget about that story a lot so like when people ask me when i first started because it makes me remember that um but yeah i was just helping out a couple of friends got in trouble for it and that led to me kind of in a sense not being forced but like the lady was a really good you know driving force to be like all right well why don't you do this get this certification then you can actually work here mm. That's awesome. That's awesome. So kind of going off of that, like now I want to get more into like the stuff about, you know, the stuff that you preach, because I know one of the main things that you preach like through your page and stuff like that is like having really good form like on lifts, like, you know, you like pretty much just having good movement on your lifts. Like, why? Why do you feel like that's so important? Um, I think it's just part of my personality just from playing baseball. As you know, baseball is so technical you can be the strongest person in the world and not be able to hit a baseball 100 feet if it's not the right way. Mm -hmm. So, plus I was always kind of a smaller person, just in general, so I always kind of relied heavily on technique and doing things the right way and just drilling it. So, it started because of that and just, um, I think it's part, again, like I said, part of my personality. And after I, after I stopped playing baseball, started just working out, I ended up getting into Olympic weightlifting, which is unbelievably technical sport like probably right on par with baseball when it comes mm -hmm. to how important your technique is mm -hmm. and my coach was also just a huge technique guy mm. so it was just got drilled in my head drilled in my head and I'm sure you know that stuff's boring you know hitting off of a key is boring using an empty barbell is boring but the kind of like wax on wax off concepts of it is just extremely important and really drilled home a lot of beneficial positions and beneficial movement patterns that you need when you were going heavy mm -hmm. so it's just kind of something that I've always done and I've seen very good benefits from it you know I have 
some nagging injuries here and there, but I never had like a really big injury. Um, I think my body functions fairly well, and I, I credit a lot of that to being very technical and having proper technique drilled into my head. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> so that's something I kind of take to people, especially with some of the, the age groups that I work with, is that it's just what they need. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't need to max out their deadlifts. They need to just learn how to do things properly because you can still get unbelievably strong doing, you know, perfect, perfect reps at, let's say, 75 or 80%. You can still do really well with that. Um, and the, the heavy, ugly lifts are not nearly as important as most people think they are. Um, they're just uh, they're for social media <laughs> for the most part. That's so true, and that so part of that has to do with like, um, you know, like our ego, I guess, as far as like lifting, because I mean, you know, everybody wants to put up that, you know, big lift, you know, uh, you know, deadlifting, you know, 300 or 400 pounds or squatting, you know, that much weight as well. Like everybody wants to do that, but nobody finds it, you know, pretty to be doing something, you know, with good form, you know, lighter weight, stuff like that. I, th- I think that's something uh, that's definitely like I guess uh, a reason why people you know throw out form throw form out the window sometimes. If- right, and like you know, look, I get it. I've been there before. I'm just like, yeah, that probably wasn't the best lift. All right, let's throw on five more pounds and try it again. You know, I totally <laughs> understand that concept of it, um, but it's really important to just you know take a step back sometimes and look at like why are you in the gym? And this is another reason I'm, I'm very particular on technique is that most of the people I work with, and this even goes for the adults that I work with, primarily the athletes that I work with, is they're in the gym, like training is not the number one thing in their life, right? Mm-hmm. And so the main goal with training is to make sure you're playing better, right? And perform better on the field. If you're injured, you know, I say it all the time, if you can be the strongest person in the world, if you're hurt, you can't play, you're worthless. Mm-hmm. So you're probably better off pulling back just like a step or two and doing everything perfectly, making sure that you're not going to get hurt so that way you can stay on the field. Because mm-hmm. if your back starts to nag you a little bit because you felt like going extremely heavy on your deadlift four weeks in a row, now your swing is bothering you, that's just going to be a snowball effect where you're going to end up having to sit out. So that's why, that's another reason where I really, really try and preach that. It's like you can, again, like I said, so get very strong doing it, and at the end of the day, we have to maintain proper form so we can stay safe. Because training and maxing out your deadlifts and your squat, your split squat, is not your main goal. Mm-hmm. Right? Staying on the field and getting better at your sport is the main goal. And if we can do that using the gym as a supplement, because that's really what it is. It's not your lifestyle. Now, if you're, you know, if you're 17 years old and you know you don't play a sport, and you're like, hey, I just want to see how much I can deadlift. You can do that once in a while. You know, and proper form is going to get you to that place. But especially when it comes to the athletes, that form is going to be important because, you know, it, it might not seem like it in the moment when you're in the gym, but training is second on your list. And mm-hmm. it's something important to keep in mind. Definitely. And I mean, the, the another reason why, like, I, I believe I believe form is really important too is because uh, I think it'll benefit you in the long run too as far as when you're trying to, like, I guess, like, max out your lifts. I think... I think it's important to hammer hammer the you know the form really well, and then build off of it and continue to build off it. And eventually, you're gonna get a lot stronger from it, like you said. So, I think that's a that's a really big thing as far as like you know lifting, like really hammering the 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 form first, and then going from there and you know progressing little by little. 
you know, you, you practice your form very intently so that way when you do go max out, your body knows what it's supposed to do because it's done it over and over and over again, you know? Mm-hmm. You you take 100 swings off the tee, it's boring, but it does it drills a lot of good techniques in your head so that way when that 90 miles an hour fastball is coming down, you don't really have to think about other things. It's just second nature at that point and you just can focus on let me see the ball and all the other things you worked on just fall into place. Exactly. So kind of going off of that, another thing that I've seen that you really like to emphasize is like simplicity and like, you know, training programs, nutrition and things like that. You know, why, why do you think that's a big thing? You know, simplifying things, you know, as far as like fitness. Oh, I could talk for seven hours about this. <laughs> keep it, you keep it fairly concise. It kind of goes back to what you were saying before. You know, when I was, or what we were talking about before, when I was 15 years old, like there was no YouTube uh well, Facebook wasn't thing, but like there was no real information out there. There wasn't a lot, so it's just like, you know, wh- what did you do? Oh, I did push-ups, pull-ups, lifts. You know, it, it's not as complicated as people think. There are a lot of ways to make things complicated, but the stuff that has been around forever still works. Because at the end of the day, the only thing that is really, really going to matter in this game is consistency. You can have the best, most high-tech workout in the entire world that is perfect for you and your body type and your position. You're only doing it once a week. It's really not going to get you anywhere. The kid who's doing hill sprints and push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups every single day in his room is going to end up seeing more progress. You know, and it's, that's the stuff that's going to be beneficial because it's just consistency and it doesn't need to be overthought. There are a lot of things. Um, I'm sorry. If you do the simple things over and over and over again, like they're going to work, and not a lot of kids have the access to a nice gym or a gym at all or anything mm-hmm. like that and they don't need it mm-hmm. you know so uh, excuse me um, it's just the it's the concept of thinking you need something new something fancy and and high tech it's just it's just not necessary I mean and I guess I think it's because I personally didn't have it when I was growing up so that helps me or makes me want to preach it to everybody is at the end of the day, you can have nothing and still get just a ton of work in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the, probably the biggest reason is, you know, I just kind of go based off of my experience with it, where, you know, I didn't, you know, I had a pretty decent school gym at my high school, but it wasn't that much in the days I wasn't there. I was just crushing push-ups and pull-ups in my room until I literally couldn't anymore. Mm. So I think it's, it's, it's experience and just trying to get, just trying to get people to stop overthinking it. Because like we were saying before, that paralysis by analysis is worse. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have absolutely no idea what to do because there's so much information out there and you don't do anything, that's a problem. You're better off not listening to anything. Mm-hmm. It's just do pushes, pull-ups, sprints, squats, sit-ups in your room. You can mm-hmm. do that until you're 20 and it's going to be great, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I have a lot of, you know, friends and stuff like that or like family members that, you know, because I'm really into fitness and stuff like that. So they ask me like, oh, what should I do? What should I what should I start with? And I always tell them like squat, like a squat, a hinge movement, a pull and a push. That's all you really need, because if you try to overcomplicate it, it's just too much. Like you said, you know, you just don't know where to begin because I see it all the time when I'm in, you know, I'm at the gym and I see people like that I can tell, you know, don't have that much experience in the gym and they're doing, like, you know, some crazy lift. And I'm just like, you know, they get so much more out of just doing, like, some squats or, I don't know, some lunges or, you know, something more simple than trying to, like, overcomplicate it with something 
I don't know, like a Bozy Bowl squad or something like that, you know what I mean? I completely agree. And it's, it comes back to the concept. A lot of people think more is better. If you have no idea what the gym, or what to do in the gym, like you just said, do literally only squats and lunges. Just do like seven sets of each, and you'd be totally fine. I mean, a lot of my workouts look like that. You know, if someone, if someone goes onto my Instagram page or like sees any of my workouts, like they probably turn their head sideways and like, that's it? And I'm like, yeah, it's really not, it doesn't have to be that much. Like, every single set and rep that I do, I am focused. I'm doing it with some intention. I'm doing it with proper form. I'm going as heavy as my form is going to allow me to. It's, and it's not that many sets. And it's not that many exercises. The more is not in any way, shape, or form better. And, you know, I do, the one problem I have sometimes with posting is that I'm posting the same exercises all the time. <laughs> because... I just do the same, like, seven leg exercises each and every rotation. It doesn't have to be that much. Um, so I think it can get, it can get a little boring because I'm just, you know, I'm posting, oh, he's doing split squats. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they work. Like, why do I, I don't need to do anything different because I know these work and I'm just going to keep doing them that way. So, um, the, um, uh, I'm going to give you a good analogy for next time your family asks you about this something I use with my clients all the time, just people in general, is going based off this simplicity topic is, let's say somebody wanted to lose 15 pounds, let's make up an arbitrary number. Mm -hmm. Somebody goes, I want to lose 15 pounds. I'm like, all right, you have six months to lose that 15 pounds, but you are not allowed, uh, if you lose that weight in those six months, I'll give you $2 million, but you're not allowed to get any help from anybody. No Instagram, no Twitter, no personal training, nothing. Do you think that person can figure out how to do it? It's like, mm, yeah, no problem. Yeah, definitely. Down the chips, not going to McDonald's. Like, they'll figure it out. Everybody knows what to do. It's just a matter of not. It's a matter of whether or not they're willing to do it. Mm. So I always like to use that example because it kind of like it's almost like if you have the right incentive, the person's going to be like, hey, you know what? Maybe I don't need this beer tonight. Maybe I don't need to go to McDonald's. Like, they'll make it happen. They know mm -hmm. what to do. You know, they'll do a bunch of push-ups and they'll run and they'll do some sit-ups and squats and they'll, they'll make it happen. It's just not how they want it. <laughs> That's why I always preach simplicity. The simplicity just works. It just does. It does, yeah, exactly. No, and then I'm guilty of the same thing too of uh, uploading the same workouts like almost all the time. I'm always doing reverse lunges or split squats or push-ups or pull-ups or you know some sort of row like and and like I always put in there. I'm like I know I'm doing the same exact thing again, but you know it's just what I do. You know, it, just to keep it simple. I don't like want to overcomplicate it. Try to do something crazy, and then possibly hurt myself or something like that. But right, it's it's just not it's not necessary. Sorry, keep going. Oh no, I was just gonna go ahead and uh, you know jump right into the next question. But I mean, yeah, like you said, it's not necessary. Honestly, it's just uh, you know, just like you said, keep it simple because that way you know you can keep going. Because I mean, if you know what you're doing, uh, I guess like if you know if you have a plan and you follow it, I guess uh, you know and keep it simple. It makes it easier to follow. If that makes that that makes sense. Yeah, if that makes any sense, you know what I mean. No, it makes complete sense. It's like what you were saying. Have one squat hinge, one squat, one hinge, one push, one pull. That's pretty straightforward right there. And you can get a little creative with it. You can mix and match those exercises. But that's a very easy plan to follow. Because mm -hmm. it's laid out for you. And you can get a little creative each and every day. So what you want to do for each one of those topics. 
Exactly. And that's kind of what I did. Because remember, I, I mentioned to you, too, that I was uh, I followed kind of your little template that you had posted last year for strength. And that was when I was barely getting back into the gym again, because gyms were closed for a while back home and I didn't have access to a gym. So I was just doing my own thing with the stuff I had. And then when I went back in the gym, I was like, you know what? I just need something simple to get me back into the swing of things. I saw your little template and then just kind of based off of the exercise I know, I just kind of plugged in exercise and I saw a lot of great results. I got my lifts back up again and stuff like that. And in not a short amount of time, but you know, over the course of maybe eight to 12 weeks, uh, I was back. I was back to where I was at before, before like, you know, COVID had shut down, you know, all the gyms and stuff like that. And it was just making it simple and being consistent. That's all it really took. Mm -hmm. That's that's, that's the only thing that matters at the end of the day. Yep. So, yeah, (laughs) thank you. So kind of going off of that, like, Kind of what ultimately motivated you to create your own like fitness brand? Because I know you have, you know, your stuff is on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, stuff like that. So what kind of ultimately created you, ultimately motivated you to create th- this brand for yourself? I think what started it all was, I guess, trying to be the figure that I didn't have when I was growing up, right? So... It's one of those things like, okay, squats are very, very simple, right? We know we should squat, kind of like what you're just saying. But it also go a lot quicker if somebody teaches you how to squat from day one. Like, yeah, you could hop into the gym, stumble, maybe the squats feel a little awkward, it takes some time for you to get used to them. Let's just make up a random number that's a six-week process. If I, because of some 30-second TikTok I post, can make that a one-week process, then that's awesome. So I think that's kind of the primary reason I started to uh, post a lot of stuff. Because, I mean, again, like more, all of our stuff is really simple stuff. So I think that's why I started is to just try and be that, that person that, like, I didn't necessarily have when I was growing up. And there was actually one guy I followed on YouTube pretty religiously, but literally one. That's it. Mm-hmm. So if I could be that, that figure that's like, oh, damn, like, I literally just watched this 45-second video and now my squats are like, my knees don't hurt anymore. Or my deadlifts are way better now. Oh, I didn't realize I was actually doing that wrong. Like, yeah, it's a simple movement. Um, I wasn't doing it wrong, maybe, but maybe not as effective. Or maybe I was doing it wrong, but now I'm doing it right. My shoulder doesn't hurt. So I mm. think that was the main, the main goal of it. It's just, in a sense, trying to be that that thing that I didn't have. And you know, I work with a lot of a lot of people. Is I find myself having the same conversations on a daily basis. It's like, okay, if six of the kids that I'm working with in person are asking, you know, this question, how many push-ups I do in a day, making this up, right? Mm-hmm. Then there's probably 30,000 other kids around the country that had that same question. Mm. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm saying the same things over and over again, I might as well get them out there on the internet because there's definitely other people that have those same questions. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, like you said, there's definitely a lot of other people that have the same exact questions that that person that, person that you know, you talk to may have. I mean... Uh, yeah, yeah, I see it all the time, you know, with, uh, you know, people asking me questions or people asking other people questions. It's like, it seems like it's the same question, you know, how do I lose weight or how, how much do I need to eat or, you know, whatever their goal is, they're always asking, you know, pretty much the same question. And, you know, it's definitely helpful to be able to put out that information. You, you having that knowledge and you being able to put out that, that out there for people to be able to learn from it and stuff like that. So that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that's kind of what I've been trying to do with my YouTube lately is just make my YouTube the questions I'm answering all the time. 
So then someone's like, hey, like you just said, what should I eat? Boom, send in that video. Seven minutes right there, answers all the questions. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So kind of going off of that, what, what do you enjoy the most about, you know, being a personal trainer? <laughs> um, no, I think the the thing I like to see. So I work with two pretty distinct different groups of people. I, group, I work with a lot of like fifteen to sixteen year old kids. Let's say let's call them high school, mm-hmm. and I work with a decent amount of people like forty and older. I'd say. So I think it's kind of the same thing for people where I'm helping. I think I'm helping a lot of these like younger kids discover this passion that like I discovered when I was younger and it completely changed my entire life. Like, even if I wasn't in the fitness industry, health and fitness should be a humongous part of my life. And it further the better in every way, shape or form, you know? I sleep better, I feel better, I look better, I'm more confident. I, I could, the list goes on because I take care of my health and fitness and I think a humongous part of that was me starting that process so young. I didn't have to like fix things in a sense like a lot of other people do when they're 30 or something like that. So that's a really good part of it is like trying to show these kids that, hey, if you start young and start now like I did, like it's, I promise you it's going to be an awesome journey and you're going to really, really like it and then make it part of their life for the rest of their life. So start to build those habits that now I have at, at 27 years old that I learned when I was 14. And then on the flip side is breaking that mold with some of the older people that I work with where like, okay, now they're getting back to where they were when they were younger. Because a lot of people kind of fall off. You know, they, they play, let's say they play a college sport. They mm-hmm. graduate at 21, 22 years old. And life gets in the way. You get married, you have kids, blah, blah, this and that. And they kind of fall off a little bit. Now they're like, okay, I want to get back on track. And a lot of the like 40 plus year old people that I work with are like, they're beasts and they've gotten it back. And it's just really fun to see someone like, get back something that they used to have that they lost and they know they wanted to get it back but they didn't really know how or where to start. So I think that's what's what's pretty cool is just like seeing people being able to improve their lives but just and not just in the gym but just in general. You know, confidence is up. They feel better. They're sleeping better. They're less anxious. They're less depressed. Things along those lines. They're they're more uh, determined in just in other aspects. You know, if you have the patience to wait three years to make ridiculous progress that's definitely true i mean health and fitness is a big part of my life too and i could tell you that it definitely has has given me a lot more confidence it definitely has helped me sleep better eat better you know it's it's helped me in and it's how would i say in like a number of ways that i can't even you know begin to think about you know what i mean like it's it's so much i mean and it's a big part of my life, and that's definitely why I, I like to post my stuff, too, like my workouts, and that's why I like to follow people like you, too, like that post, you know, stuff that I can learn from, too, because at the end of the day, I don't know everything, and nobody does, so that's why I like to, you know, pick people's brain that are, like, you know, that have the knowledge like you do, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it, and it should be part of everybody's life, like you said, you know, it's, it's, it affects so many more things than like, oh, cool, I have biceps now, or it's just back. <laughs> like, it's just a domino effect, just being healthy and a more well-rounded, better-functioning person. It, it, it makes everything better. It changes your mindset, changes your emotional state, it changes your your uh, physical state. Obviously, it's just such a, such a beneficial thing to 
take just a little bit of control of. You know, you don't have to be a gym rat going to the gym six days a week eating grilled chicken, rice, and broccoli every day. Just <laughs> having a little bit of control on it changes everything. You know, if you're going in two, three times a week, being somewhat mindful of what you eat, I don't think people realize how much of a difference that they can make. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think people realize, I, th- I don't think most people know what feeling good feels like. Mm. You know? Yeah. And like eating health. Like, most people think having crappy sleep, feeling tired, exhausted every single morning, their back hurting, and a slew of other things. And they just think it's normal, and it's not. And mm-hmm. they don't realize, like, no, you could be, you could not be tired. You know, you can have a lot of energy. Your back can actually stop hurting by lifting weights, things along those lines. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people see that, mm-hmm. which, which which sucks. And that's that's what I would like to show more than anything. And that's why I like working with the kids, because I don't ever want them to get to that point. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. I couldn't agree with you any more on that. I mean, like you said, it's not normal to feel crappy every single morning or, like, to, you know, feel, have pain, have nagging pain somewhere you know, stuff like that, like, that stuff you want, you know, sorted out as soon as possible, because it's going to hinder you from being happy, and from also just, you know, living, living your life to your fullest, I guess, that's the best way I could put it. Yeah, exactly, it's, people don't realize the, the domino effect of something like that, that can have such a big effect on their life, it you could just one little thing after another, after another, you know, your ankle bothering you could turn into so many different things besides just your ankle bothering you, which is, sucks yeah definitely because you know all the you know the bones the ligaments all that stuff it's all like all connected to one another so it's you have pain you know i've heard like you know a lot of people say they have pain in their back and what i've heard from a lot of people that are like in you know fitness industry and stuff like that it's like it's usually not your lower back it might be you have weak hamstrings or weak weak uh you know like a weak uh glutes too or something like that you know that and people always think it's their lower back but, it, you know, it could be something else that's causing that pain, I guess. That's what I'm trying to get at. No, I, I completely agree. There's a physical therapist I go to once in a while. He said it best to me a while ago. He said, he who cries overworked, right? It's usually not your lower back. It, like you said, it's something else be, that is not doing its job right. So your lower back has to do everything. And at some point, your lower back is like, okay, that's, we've had enough. We can't do this anymore. Oh, okay. Kind of like it's compensating for the fact that, you know, the other part hasn't picked up the slack, I guess. That's the best way I, I could think about it. That makes sense. Yeah, if you go to, if you go to do a deadlift and your, your glutes aren't strong enough to lift the bar up, but your lower back is, your lower back will lift it up. Mm, yeah, okay. You know, the, 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 the body will find a way to get that bar up off of the ground as long as it's strong enough to do it. it That's true. Will it be the most efficient way? That's the question. Yeah, definitely. I've I've definitely heard that our body does, you know, compensate for a lot of deficiencies that we have. You know, I've definitely heard that from a lot of people, actually, now that I think of it. And that was actually something I totally forgot about. (laughs) But yeah, our body does have the tendency to compensate. And that's how those kind of nagging injuries begin, I think. At least that's what I've heard. Absolutely. The body wants to survive. And it's actually really good at surviving. And that's usually where those things come into play. Hmm. Okay. So kind of to cap off, you know, this interview, the question I really like to ask people is, you know, what's the biggest piece of advice you can offer to any, you know, younger listener that might be listening to this? Go to my Instagram. (laughs) Um, I don't, again, it's it's going back to what we were talking about. Stop, stop overthinking things. Um, 
you know, I am a big, I'm a big, uh, you know, I'm guilty of it too. I, I overthink things. I let social media dictate sometimes how I train myself and I really have to kind of step back. And I think one of the best things to do or that I did was I really narrowed down who I follow, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I follow a decent amount of fitness people. I listen to like four of them. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll watch stuff and I'm like, ah, oh, that's cool, this and that. There are four people who I, maybe five, who I look at their page and I'll actually try and implement something they do. And that is a, it took me a while to get there. Um, they are also, um, ironically, all very simple preaching people. But just in general is is kind of breaking down how many people I follow because like getting a lot of different ideas can be good, but it can be really detrimental. Um, I'm assuming most of your listeners are baseball players. There are 8,000 different ways you can swing a bat, and if you were like me, you tried a different one every single time, and it it was not a good strategy. Mm. So simplify things both in your sport and also just in the gym because simple things work. And just do what is working for you and don't try and change things too often. And I think a good strategy in that is what I did, which was like really kind of narrow down who you follow because there's a lot of voices out there that can really play in different directions. And it can be very detrimental to your game, to the gym, and just a bunch of different aspects of life. So I think that would be my one piece of advice is the overarching thing is don't overthink things. It is a very dangerous concept nowadays. Don't overthink things and try and narrow down who you're following because too many voices is not going to help you. It's not going to give you more ideas. It's just going to contradict the ideas that you already have that might actually be working for you. Mm. You just might have to wait a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Wow, you couldn't have said it any better, and uh, I just want to take this time to thank you, man, for uh, coming on to the show. I really do appreciate you taking time out of your day to come out, uh, you know, to talk with me and, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, fitness and kind of your upbringing and how all that worked out, man. Thank you. No, thank you very much for having me on. It's a pleasure. Ask a question. I liked it. <laughs> Thanks, man. So with that being said, guys, this will be the end of the episode for today, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Alright guys, this is Marcina, today's episode with Coach Pat Damiano. I really do hope you guys enjoyed this interview and were able to learn something from it. I believe there were, uh, you know, so many great points that he brought up, so many great things we've talked about that could be really beneficial not only for athletes, but for also the people that are in the general population. So, you know, if you know anybody, a friend, a family member, anything like that, you know, that would benefit from listening to this, you know, be sure to share this and be sure to share this to them so that they could get something from it. Anyways, like I said, I hope you guys really enjoyed this interview. All I ask from you guys is to go ahead and share this. Like I said, to whoever you guys think this could benefit, like, subscribe on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, SoundCloud, whatever you guys are listening to this song, be sure to share it, whatever, you know, just try to help me get my, you know, my name out there a little bit more. You know, I'm continuing to put out content as consistently as I can. You know, the season's coming up pretty soon, so, you know, I'm going to try my best to keep out, you know, at least one every other week an episode. So, you know, I'm going to try my best with that. But anyways, with that being said, guys, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And I'll see you guys on the next one.